which makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Jane Dobre, this is Joanne Yanitsky, and for the next hour, I'll be reading from the May 4th, 2023 issue of the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. I hope everyone is well, enjoying our lovely spring so far. I know everybody wants more heat, but I think we're doing pretty good. The flowers are happy. So, uh, paper and pencil is needed for phone numbers and maybe a recipe. And let's move on to the news from our Ample Eagle. Let's start with Sister Kelly. Sister Kelly to shed light on the visual power of stained glass. The one-hour presentation, Let There Be Light, hosted by the Polish Arts Club of Buffalo, will focus on the connection between cosmic light and stained glass, both physically and spiritually. Sister Mary Ann Teresa Kelly will share slides of the visual power of stained glass windows in architecture, its transformational elements through symbolism, color, and light. She will also discuss her spiritual journey through this amazing medium in her life, also sharing her own personal and architectural stained glass commissions and projects throughout her career. The presentation will take place at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, May 17th at the Harlem Road Community Center, 4255 Harlem Road. The event is open to the public. Sister Kelly is a glass artist in glass design, glass fusion, and painting and window construction. She has taught classes abroad in art history and drawing and painting in Italy, Alaska, Ireland, Spain, France, and Sicily. She served as a professor of art at Felician College in Laude and Rutherford, New Jersey, for 10 years. Sister Sister Kelly now lives in western New York, where she operates the Illumination Stained Glass Studio at Villa Maria College. She is an adjunct professor teaching fused and leaded glass for the interior design department. She also continues as an online professor in art history at Felician University and teaches beginning stained glass to senior girls at Sacred Heart Academy. She is on the Foundation for the Stained Glass Association of America. She has designed for several churches, chapels, and residences. In these large projects, she works with large professional studios, but builds her own windows for small chapel and residential projects. So again, Wednesday, May 17th, 7 p.m., Harlem Road Community Center, 4255 Harlem Road, open to the public. I went to the uh, the last program that the Polish Arts Club had uh, about Yusef Slavinsky, and uh, Sister Kelly was in the audience, so I might go to this one as well. Polish Singers Alliance to hold convention, public concert, 
in western New York. The Polish Singers Alliance of America will be completing its 52nd International Convention on Sunday, May 28, 2023, with a mass and concert at Assumption Church, where singers from the United States and Canada will join their voices in song. Mass will begin at 12.30 p.m., and members of the Chopin and Kalina Singing Societies will lead the congregational singing. The Polonia Choir Society of Edmonton will join in a prayer for Ukraine as part of the Mass. A brief tour of Assumption Church will follow. The permanent chair of Polish culture has joined with the Polish Singers Alliance to present a concert featuring the award-winning choirs, recipients of the Alliance's scholarship, and a combined chorus of over 100 members in music celebrating the 550th anniversary of the birth of Copernicus and the 134th anniversary of the Alliance. The concert will feature a wide range of composers celebrating Polish song with pianists offering the music of Chopin for the enjoyment of the audience. A free will offering for the Leokadia Dombrowska Polish Singers of Alliance Scholarship Fund will be taken. All are welcome to attend. Again, Sunday, May 28th, Assumption Church. Mass begins at 12.30. Mobile Planetarium sheds light on Copernicus and science at PSS. In this year of Copernicus, as proclaimed by Poland's Senate, celebrating the 550th anniversary of the birth of the father of modern astronomy in Torn, Poland, Polish Saturday schools across the country require an opportunity to learn about this incredible Renaissance man. At the Monsignor Peter Adamski Polish Saturday School in Buffalo, Paul Krupinski of Mr. K's Mobile Dome Planetarium offered an opportunity for the students of the school to learn about the heavens, which so inspired the work of Mikolai Kapernik, who wrote, quote, Is there anything more beautiful than the sky that, after all, encompasses all that's beautiful? End quote. The children and adults alike were amazed to visit the traveling planetarium and learn about the heavenly spheres of which Copernicus wrote in his most famous book on the revolutions of the heavenly spheres. While the young children learned about what we see in the sky, older children were reminded about how Copernicus figured out the sun, not the earth, was the center of the universe and the solar system. They were also excited to learn about the solar eclipse that will be seen in our area next April. Captivated by the constellations, meteors, and planets that grace the nighttime sky, Krupinski brought the glory of the heavens to the school for the day. Mr. K's Mobile Dome Planetarium 
currently celebrating 30 years, brings science and astronomy education to hundreds of schools and libraries in western and central New York, as well as the northern Pennsylvania region. After restoring the Maryvale Union Free School District's planetarium in 2014, he was hired and continues to teach at Maryvale, including a Tuesday evening community education class. Krupinski offered two sessions for different ages to the children of the Polish Saturday School, much to their delight. Meanwhile, Mary Lou Wirobek offered adult students a reprise of the presentation given at the open, opening reception during this display of the original edition of Copernicus's book at the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library in February. Children also had been coloring pictures of Copernicus and received postcards from the permanent chair of Polish culture at Canisius College describing this Renaissance man who was a mathematician, astronomer, physician, economist, cartographer, lawyer, and Catholic canon who defended the Olshtyn Castle against the Teutonic Order and coordinated activities at the Frambork Cathedral. Saturday School Principal Mira Schrammel was thrilled to make this educational opportunity available to the Polish Saturday School participants. She noted that Father Cole Webster made his first visit to the school, that he was very impressed how well our school is organized, how many students we have, and how cheerful atmosphere is in our school. Father Cole even ventured inside the planetarium to see for himself how educational the presentation was. Let's go to the old country for Polish news bites compiled by our friend Robert Stribel, our Warsaw correspondent. Poland to build coalition barring Russian and Belarusian athletes. Poland wants to build an international coalition of countries to counter efforts for a return of Russian and Belarusian athletes to sports competitions. The announcement came in response to the International Olympic Committee's plans to let them compete, quote, under a neutral flag, end quote. We strongly believe that now is not the time to consider opening a pathway for Russian and Belarusian athletes to return to the Olympic Gates in any status, the Polish Foreign Ministry said in a statement. It was issued jointly with its counterparts in Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, and Britain immediately after the start of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Warsaw welcomes exoneration of Belarus's Polonian leader. Poland's foreign ministry has welcomed the exoneration of Angelika Boris, the leader of the outlawed Union of Poles in Belarus, who was recently cleared of false accusations. Boris spent a year in a Belarusian jail and a second year under house arrest. 
She said she was arrested for organizing Kazuk, the traditional Polish St. Casimir's Day Fest. Her exoneration by Belarusian strongman Lukashenko was seen as his regime's attempt to unblock border crossings into neighboring Poland through which truckers deliver goods to the West. The Prince of Wales pays a surprise visit to Poland. Britain's Prince William, the Duke of Wales, recently paid a surprise visit to Poland. There he met with Polish and British troops in the southeastern city of Zeszow to thank them for their support for war-torn Ukraine. Hundreds of United Kingdom troops are now stationed in Poland, mainly in the country's southeast corner near the Ukrainian border. For security reasons, the visit was not announced until the arrival of Prince Williams, who is next in line to the British throne. There are a couple of photos on the front page. Um, the Kalina Singing Society that held its 122nd anniversary dinner on April 20th of this year at Polish Falcons of Depew. Uh, there's also a photograph of President Michelle Caulfield, who presented the 2023 scholarship to Sarah Mangum, a member of the Community Music School Choir. There's also a lovely photograph of two ladies, a longtime supporter of Kalina and lifelong singer, especially at St. John Gualbert Parish, Mary Svitalski, enjoyed the Kalina event with Polar Singers Alliance of America president, Mary Lou Vidalbeck. There's a letter to the editor here. Let's do that quickly. Dear editor, a sincere thank you to the St. Stanislaus Dingus Day Committee and Chopin Singing Society for the honor and plaque given to me at the recent Dingus Day celebration for continuing Dingus Day at St. Stanislaus after my late brother-in-law, John Marchese, started it in 1991. It was a privilege to be in the company of Judge Ann T. Michael, who was also honored. Wishing St. Stanislaus and the Chopin Singing Society many years of success in all their future endeavors. Gratefully, Teresa Gonchage. Let's take our first break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. PAJ is accepting applications for the 2023-2024 scholarship. The Polish American Journal Foundation, PAJF, is currently accepting applications for its 2023-24 
Kamilda and Cheslov Kashuba Scholarship for college students of Polish or Polish-American descent. The $1,500 scholarship and second-place $500 scholarship are available to high school seniors, undergraduate, and graduate students. Applications will be accepted to August 31, 2023. The winner will be announced on September 30, 2023. Funds will be dispersed to the winner upon proof of full-time studies at an accredited institution. To be eligible, the applicant must be an American citizen, either by birth or naturalization, be of Polish or Polish-American descent, be a full-time college student currently enrolled at an accredited college or university in the United States with confirmed future attendance at an institution in the fall of 2023. Describe his or her involvement with the Polish community, past, present, or future. The complete application package must be received in its entirety no later than August 31st. There is no application fee. Factors for consideration include, in order of importance, a demonstrated interest and involvement in Polish-American cultural activities with future plans to advance those interests, significant and potential contributions, whether academic, cultural, scientific, or civic, open to all career fields, academic and scholastic performance and achievements as demonstrated in application materials provided for examination. The complete application package can be downloaded from Polish American Journal's website by following the links to the Polish American Journal Foundation and the scholarship application. The website is www.polamjournal.com. Polam Journal is all one word. I'll do it again. www.polamjournal.com. Download that application and check out that application package and read the rules thoroughly and get that application and you've got plenty of time, but don't put it off. August 31st is the deadline. We have a Dnipro uh, update. Dnipro, the Ukrainian Cultural Center at 562 Genesee Street, celebrated a Cinco de Mayo celebration. Local Polish band Captain Tom and the Hooligans provided the music uh, the bar had margaritas, and the kitchen had a taco bar. Physical donations for Ukraine are being accepted by the center. Contact Peter Kushner to arrange a time to meet to donate these items. Here's his email address, although you can probably call the center. They don't list the phone number here, but 
you might want to try Googling that. But uh, Peter Kushner's email, P. Kushner, K-U-S-H-N-I-R-0-1. P. Kushner, 01, at gmail.com. They're looking for dried packaged snacks, such as protein bars with long expiration dates, wet wipes or baby wipes, medical supplies such as gauze, tape, bandages, which are not expired and unopened. If you think you can help, there's another way to do it. As long as we're giving out activities, let's jump over to Polonia's calendar. Uh, Saturday, May 13th, Polish Heritage Night. That's at St. Leo the Great Parish Center, 885 Sweet Home Road in Amherst. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner is at 6 p.m. Adults, $20, $25 at the door, $10 for children 5 and 12, 5 through 12, and under 5 are free. Sunday, May 14th, Power Up Metal Investiture, St. Casimir's Church on Cable Street. That's in Buffalo. It's for all young people, 8 to 29 years old, at 10 a.m. There's a Mother's Day Mass and Mary Crowning. Carnations with medals for kids to give to their two surprise moms. Again, Wednesday, May 17th, Let There Be Light, Polish Arts Club presentation by Sister Anne Teresa Kelly. That's at 7 p.m. at Harlem Road Community Center, 4255 Harlem Road. Thursday, May 18th, PBW of Polonia Scholarship Dinner at Clock's Banquet Facility, 1245 Seneca Creek Road, Featuring Sinatra and other crooners by vocalist Mark Swartz. You can RSVP by calling 716-725-7096. I'll do it again. 716-725-7096. Uh, also on Thursday, May 18th, Pomost General Meeting at the Polish Cadets, 927 Grant Street, New York State Assemblyman David D. Pietro, District 147, to present Pomost with a New York State proclamation recognizing the organization for 30 years of educational exchange to Buffalo's sister city, Zeszow, Poland. On Friday, May 19th, an outdoor rosary procession at 6 p.m. at the Marian Mausoleum, St. Stanislaus Cemetery, Pine Ridge Road. The uh, service will be moved indoors if it decides to rain. On Sunday, May 21st, dedication of a new plaque honoring St. Maximilian Kolbe, at the 9.30 a.m. Mass, Corpus Christi Church, 199 Clark Street in Buffalo, there's a light reception to follow. Sunday, May 21st, 
Wendell's Chicken Dinner, 11.30 a.m. until sold out in the St. Stanislaus Church Marion Hall in Buffalo. Dinner includes homemade sides, dessert, and beverage. Tickets are $15 and are available in the rectory at weekend masses and at the door. Sunday, May 28th, Polish Singers Alliance of America, 52nd International Convention Mass and Concert at Assumption Church. Mass begins at 12.30 p.m. A brief tour of Assumption Church will follow. And closing out May, Monday, May 29th, Memorial Day Mass in the Resurrection Mausoleum, St. Stanislaus Cemetery at 10.30 a.m. That was a pretty full schedule. We're getting back to lots of activities in Western New York's Polonia American communities. Let's go over to Polka Road by Basha Shidlowska. Various music styles intrigued Poles. This is a continuation of the tango stories. Poles liked to tango too. Another Eastern European influence came from Romania. In 1933, a Polish version of the Romanian classic waltz, that Waves of the Danube by Jan Yanovici was released at Fail Dunayu, which sparked a general musical interest in all things Romanian. The song itself was produced in the wake of the Paramount Picture film Dishonored, starring Marlene Dietrich, and it was her photograph which appeared on the Polish sheet music. Nonetheless, the Polish version was performed by the well-known singer Tadusz Walaszewski, as was the 1934 Wawe Rumunski Romanian waltz, another import from the pen of Ivanovici, with Polish lyrics by Timociusz or Tim. Also in also, in 1934, there was written Ach te Rumunki, Oh, Those Romanians, but this time by Zygmunt Białostoki and Andrzej Vlast. The pinnacle of Romanian-Polish musical enterprise, this Romanian foxtrot was performed in the Wielka Revia, or the Great Review Theater, for the Marion Hammer variety show, Allo. Hello, let's begin. Polish curiosities had been piqued about Eastern European music even earlier, however. The 1934 foxtrot, Tokaj, name referencing the Hungarian wine, kickstarted references to Hungary and popular Polish music. Even the harmony to the song hints of the Hungarian chardas or folk tunes. 
1931, a song called Hungarian Girl was a foxtrot written by Hungarian composer Paul Abraham for his operetta Victoria and Her Hussar, which premiered at the Vashavsky Theater in April of that year. It was recorded by Falashevsky for Sirena Electro. The Tango Vyagirsky, or the Hungarian Tango, was performed at the Golden Parade Review in 1934 at the Morsky Oko Cabaret, recorded by Tadeusz Falashevsky. Two years later, Poles enjoyed Vegierska Piosenka, or Hungarian song, a tango with an evocative ending. In 1938, the Hungarian band released this foxtrot performed by Albert Harris, and it echoed the frivolity of the original inspiration with Tokai. With the music constantly developing, soon Polish eyes would turn to Western Europe, a stage with which Poland was in constant competition. Polish independence, the cabaret culture, foxtrots, tangos, waltzes, and recorded music had pulsated its way to Poland from French and German cabaret stages. But by the late 1920s, the Polish state was holding its own against a Western musical output. Uh, just a couple polkas on tap. Uh, Saturday, May 13th at St. Leo the Great Parish Hall, um, New Direction Band is playing. Uh, again, they're having dinner at 6 p.m. There's a number here. I'll give it again for details. 716-835-8905. On Sunday, June 4th, there's a polka party in Niagara Falls at Polish Nook, 2242 Cotabac Avenue. $15 admission gives you a place to sit Music and a Polish meal starts at 3 p.m. with limited seatings. For reservations, call 716-282-6712. I'll do it again. 716-282-6712. And lastly, Friday, June 9th, Dunkirk's Fired Up for Summer Kickoff. That's at the Dunkirk Pier, 2 Central Avenue in Dunkirk. Free admission. Uh, music plays from 7.45 to 10 p.m. Time for another break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampole Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Ask our man in Warsaw. Everyone should remember that our man in Warsaw is our roundabout correspondent, Robert Stibel. 
that man gets around. Question. Back in the typewriter area, I used to type Polish hymns for our choir and even produced a few newsletters. Back then, to get the Polish letters, we would backspace and type over the L with a slash diagonal overtype. Oh, I'm sorry, slash diagonal. Overtype the E and A with a comma and overtype C, N, S, etc. with an apostrophe. But you can't backspace on a computer. Well, you can. Would you know any tricks how to do that with a computer? That's from Wanda. She's from Perth, Amboy, New Jersey. And Robert's answer. No tricks, just a practical hint. Uh, you can Google polishtypeit.org. I'm going to do this again. It's polish.typeit.org. Type it is all one word. You'll be able to type all nine Polish diacritic li accented letters A C E L N O C Z and Z. I, I, maybe I should say Z and Z, plus the low high Polish quotation marks and even the Euro cur currency symbol. It sure beats backspacing and over typing. Um, next question. Do you know about the seven paintings by the members of the Brotherhood of St. Luke that were first shown at the New York World's Fair of 1939-1940, then kept on display at Lemoyne College in Syracuse until 2022, and now in the Polish National Museum in Warsaw. That's from Donald Piankos of Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. And Robert's answer. Yes, an interesting story indeed. The Lukites were a group of students guided by their professors who set up the Brotherhood at Warsaw's Fine Arts Academy. They were already known for their historical pairings adorning the Polish ocean liners Batory and Piłsudski. Since World War II broke out during the World's Fair, it was decided to store the paintings in America for safekeeping until the war ended and Poland was once again free. At the time, of course, no one knew that Poland would remain a Soviet-controlled puppet state for the next 45 years, and it was not until 2022 that the paintings returned to Poland. They are now on exhibit at Warsaw's Polish Historical Museum. In the United States, they had been stored and displayed at then newly created, that was in 1946, Le Moyne College, a Jesuit school in DeWitt, New York, just outside of Syracuse. We owe many thanks to Lemoyne College and the good Jesuits for saving the artwork. And I'm sure they had some role in getting that the art pieces returned to Poland, the rightful owner.
Let's go to Tom Tadapachki and the Polonia Press Box. Peter Skoronsky is all business. It was a good bet that Peter Skoronsky was going to be selected in the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft. Many speculated that Green Bay, the team his grandfather starred for, would take him at pick 13. Instead, the 6'4", 313-pound offensive lineman from Northwestern was taken at pick 11 by the Tennessee Titans. Skoronsky's grandfather was Bob Skoronsky Sr., a member of five NFL champions in Green Bay, 1961 and 62 and 65, 67, including Super Bowls one and two. Skoronsky Sr. was the son of Polish-American mill workers from Derby, Connecticut. He played at Indiana University because the school also offered a scholarship to older brother Frank. Younger brothers Gene and Ted played at Harvard before going on to become attorneys. The original family name was Skoronsky. However, Bob Sr. became Skoronsky without the W when an administrative aide in the Indiana Athletic Department mistyped the name. By the way, Bob Jr. didn't play in the NFL, but was a terrific athlete too. He was an all-Ivy League defensive tackle at Yale, class of 79, but pursued a career in financial services. As one of the top prospects, Peter was invited to attend the NFL draft in person, but decided to stay home in Chicago. After working out in the morning, he watched the draft with family and friends at a Chicago pizzeria named Peace is in a piece of pizza, where his father is an investor. Coach Mike Vrabel said, quote, we got a fantastic player, a physical player who's got versatility, and those are things we covet. He added, when he gets his hands on people, most of the time they stop moving. So that's a really good thing for an offensive lineman. Peter's high school coach, Dave Insera, confirmed that the Titans' top pick is low-key and hardworking. Quote, Peter is exactly who he is. He's not going to be the loud guy boasting walking down the hallway. He's not going to overtake a room. But when it's time for business, heads up, because he's all business. I think we're going to have to watch out for uh, the Tennessee Titans. I don't think we play them this year. Okay, Podzemski enters the draft. A name to look for in the NBA draft this June is Brandon Podzemski. After seeing limited play his freshman year at Illinois, he emerged as a top guard his sophomore season at Santa Clara. 
In high school, the Wisconsin native topped 2,000 points in three seasons and was named that state's Mr. Basketball as a senior in 2021. He then attended Illinois, but transferred to Santa Clara after a year. In his sophomore season at Santa Clara, Podzemski emerged as an offensive force. He averaged 20 points, nine rebounds, and four assists on 48% shooting from the field and 44% shooting from the three-point range. The 6'5 guard was also one of the best rebounders at his position. Right now, ESPN ranks Pozemski as the 39th best potential 2023 NBA draft prospect. Okay, let's see what else we can find here. Andrew Ostrowski, Notes, Quotes, and Polish Life. His question and answer section will be next. First question. I came across a little story about a Polish bike rider named John Stablinski who started life as a coal miner. Do you know about him? That's Jennifer in Ohio. Andrew's answer, yes, thanks. His real name was Jean Stablewski, though. There's a W in there this time. I remember reading an interview of the great French bike racer Bernard Hinault, who credited Stablewski as being his first influential manager back when Hinault was a young kid. Stablewski was born to Polish immigrants in northern France, where blue-collar mining was a popular profession. His family was so poor that he worked in the mines when just 14 years old to help support. Apparently, he was musically inclined and played the accordion good enough to win a competition where the first prize was a bike. Six years later, he became a professional cyclist. That's a feel-good story. Next question. Very good story about St. Faustina and the Divine Mercy. I read some of her diary, but to be honest, I was surprised that she experienced some of her visions with worry and doubt. I think I would be left in awe if I spoke to Jesus. That's from Dorothy in New Jersey. And Andrew's answer. Thank you very much. It's miraculous that the original painting survived so many threats and that cooler minds prevailed. I understand what you're saying about Faustina's diary and would offer caution when approaching it. Since we are dealing with words about a mystery post facto, we need to be objective and consider all options, in my opinion, so as to arrive, arrive at an authentic explanation. There are, of course, very profound revelations and faith-enriched encounters that Faustina wrote about, which we can admire. But again, being objective, there are also instances that do not seem rationally logical. My biggest puzzlement comes from certain instances where she wrote that Jesus told her that he was not happy with some of her decisions, and that after speaking to Mary, Faustina became annoyed and questioned her own faith. 
I agree with you and would probably feel the same awestruck bliss after seeing and speaking to Jesus and Mary, even once, let alone on multiple occasions. Next question. Biden is in, and I lost count of how many court suits Trump is facing. Hello, who? Ron DeSantis? That's from Frank in New York, but it doesn't say where in New York. Andrew's answer. Did we hear right? Biden is going for four more years to finish the job? All I know is my cat food went up from 52 cents a can to 85 cents a can. Finish what job? It's interesting to see now and in the past, the accusers coming out of the woodwork 30 years supposedly after the fact. You mean it's just sheer coincidence that these crimes surface simultaneously with a candidate's running for election? Where are Woodward and Bernstein when we need them? DeSantis? Eh, so-so. I think we might see a newbie emerging and steal the show in 2024. Next question. The early bird gets the worm. Can you please get me into the fall fashion show? I was so depressed that I couldn't see it last time. That's from Isabella in New York. And Andrew responds, the worm? Let's try to come up with a better phrase than that, being we are talking about pure Polish beauty. Of course, you are always on the radar. No promises, but I'll try my best. Clear your calendar first from September 7th to 13th, 2023. And to close out, notes, quotes, and Polish life is Rembrandt's man with the golden helmet supposed to be a Polish military man? That's from Ronald in New York. And Andrew responds, wow, that would be a stunning revelation if true. There are guesses as to what inspired the artist, who I might add was probably not Rembrandt, but a student of his, as best as the art historians can determine. The painting pictured was done in 1650, and the helmet bears some degree of resemblance to either an Eastern European or Spanish military man. By the look of the face, though, the guy probably lived in a cold and rugged environment. Poland? Could be, but my first guess would be east of Poland, somewhere. Let's take our last break. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the Ampol Eagle on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. There's a, another Ukrainian connection story here by our friend Robert Stibel. Ukrainian gunner makes heroic stand. Senior Lieutenant Pavel Kuzin, the only soldier still able to fight, took his position at the machine gun because everyone else in his troop lay dead or injured, the BBC has reported, suffering 
from shell shock and with one arm bandage, the 37-year-old fired at the waves of Russian soldiers trying to storm his position. They didn't even try to take cover, but simply kept walking towards him across an open field, a practice typical of the suicide squads of Wagner mercenaries recruited in prisons by Russia. Pavel knew he wouldn't be able to hold the position for long, but he needed to buy time before a rescue team was to arrive. His final action in life was to ensure his wounded comrades got to safety. Okay. Let's go to Polonia's Gardens by Renia Senko Hanchak. I just bought a new tree yesterday, so I'm interested in this. It might be my imagination, but it seems like the spring display of flowering trees is exceptionally beautiful this year. Dogwood, cherry, crabapple, pear, among other trees, are bursting with flowers. Driving through the Clinton Street, St. Casimir area of town, you'll find manicured lawns, neatly decorated homes, and a great assortment of spring flowering trees. The plentiful spring blooms offer essential food for pollinators and birds before the annual and perennial flowers flourish. The smaller trees, or the dwarf version, are a great fit for any landscape. The advantage of flowering trees include adding value to your home, attracting and feeding pollinators, attracting and feeding wild birds, absorbing noise and providing privacy, capturing and storing carbon, preventing storm runoff and soil erosion, reducing heat and cooling costs. I've included a photo of Donna Rusinski's home and several others that can be found in this picture-perfect neighborhood. Upcoming articles. We would like to feature your birdhouse. Also, do you have a shrine or grotto in your garden? Please share your special prayerful garden spot with our readers. Send to editor at ampoleagle.com. Again, editor at ampoleagle.com or mail to Polonia Gardens, care of the Ampole Eagle, 3620 Harlem Road, Cheektowaga, 14215. So if you have a birdhouse, or a little grotto or shrine in your backyard, send that to Renia uh, Senko Hanchak, and you might be featured in Polonia's gardens. It worked for me. Uh, Polish chef is still working with kielbasa. Most every Polam enjoys kielbasa. But not everyone realizes how versatile it can be. Smoked kielbasa is best for 
more dishes. If you shop at a Polish grocery market or deli, uh, there's, I think this is a brand name, so I'm not even going to mention it because it's probably nothing we can get around here, seeing that Robert is from Poland. So, but find a good smoked Polish sausage, ideally double smoked if you can. So, eggs and kielbasa. Yajka na kielbasa. Skin the smoked kielbasa. Allow a half inch to one inch length of kielbasa and two eggs per serving. Slice the kielbasa into thin rounds. Cut the rounds in half and fry in a little fat until browned on one side. Turn over and add the raw eggs on top for sunny side up. Cover frying pan and cook on medium heat until the whites have set. For scrambled eggs, dice the kielbasa rather than slicing it. Add a bit of finely diced onion and add the whole eggs. Do not pre-beat the eggs. Cook without stirring until whites just begin to set and then gently break up the eggs with a spatula and cook until they are still moist. Garnish with chopped chives if desired. I gotta say, Robert, I think a half inch or an inch length of kielbasa is just not enough, but that's my preference. Now here's an idea, shish kielbasa. Alternate a half to three quarter inch pieces of skinned kielbasa on a skewer with onion, slab bacon, bell pepper, and mushroom. Brush with oil, sprinkle with salt, pepper, marjoram, paprika, and garlic powder, and cook on a grill or a rotisserie as usual. Hmm, that sounds kind of yummy. Last one. Hmm, on pizza? Making pizza at home? Substitute skinned thin round of smoked kielbasa instead of Italian sausage, salami, or other meat. I have to say, I think the only way I would put kielbasa on a pizza would be if it was sitting on a bed of sauerkraut. Just saying. Okay, we took care of, we took care of um, the garden and the kitchen. I've got a couple other announcements here from the last page. There's Poppy Paint Night on Wednesday, May 17th at 6 o'clock in the evening. It's Paint a Poppy, Support Ukraine. The Paint Night is at the Dnipro Grand Hall at 562 Genesee Street, downtown. Uh, I think it's just off Michigan. I've been there. Um, the Dnipro Grand Hall is just beautiful. The whole building is gorgeous. They're going to have cash bar and live music. The doors open at 5.30 p.m. You're, you can get a ticket online for $40. Um, They have uh, the artist Diana Derhock is going to be doing the painting session. And if I remember correctly, she was very involved in um, 
the restoration of the Dnipro Grand Hall and other areas of the building. The First Summit Bank is sponsoring, oh, this is a trip, but maybe, the uh, first, the Polka Fest in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, June 2nd through 4th of this year. It's at People's Natural Gas Park in Johnstown, PA. I wonder if that natural gas park is connected to the Pagoulas. So they're going to have the John Stevens Polka Band, the Garrett Titano Band, Polka Family Band, the Cosmics Band, Don Voitia Band, the Boys, Rosie and the Jammers, and the Johnstown Button Box. Visit JohnstownPA.com. That's all one word. Visit JohnstownPA.com and look for information on the Polka Fest. That could be a nice little weekend trip. Unless, of course, there's something better going on in Buffalo. We'll have to wait for the June calendar in the Ampole Eagle. It's time to wrap it up today. I've thoroughly enjoyed reading another issue with you. You've been listening to a reading of articles and features from the May 4th, 2023 issue of the Ampole Eagle. We read from the Ampole Eagle every Saturday at 3 p.m. Your reader has been Joanne Janitsky. Thank you for listening. Dobranoc. The number of people in the Erie County who are vaccinated against COVID-19 goes up each week. But we still have a long way to go to vaccinate our community and put this pandemic behind us. You can help. Start a conversation with your neighbor, your hairstylist, your nurse, your parents, your dentist, your kids, and ask if they are vaccinated yet. If they're not, encourage them to call the Erie County Department of Health at 716-858-2929 to find out where they can go for their shot. It's been three weeks since your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service began broadcasting online in addition to broadcasting over the air. And we have lots of new listeners in our family. Our mission, though, is the same today as it was yesterday, last year, and even 30 years ago. To give voice to the printed words so those who are blind, have low vision, or have other print disabilities can read. This way, they can also enjoy the benefits that only reading can provide. Because whether we are bringing you the news, stories, or information, the material we share is important because you are important. We'd like to hear from you. What does your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service mean to you? How do we fit in your life? What role do we play? Please let us know. It's easy. Simply call our listener hotline at 716-821-5555, extension number 5, and leave your comments on our voicemail. If you'd like, leave your name and phone number so we can call you back, or you can leave your message anonymously. It's your call. 
Your personal stories, your comments, and your thoughts will help us a lot as we develop future program schedules. They'll also help us tell donors, funders, and other people who support our station how valuable their contributions and donations are to us and to you. So please call our listener hotline today at 716-821-5555, extension 5. Thank you. The following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, 